Office Depot Office Max has great deals on everything you need to succeed, like stylish furniture and chairs to keep you working comfortably, the latest tech to keep you organized and productive, calendars and planners to keep you on schedule, and cleaning supplies to keep your space spotless. It's the perfect time to stock up on the supplies you need to succeed from the office to your home and everywhere in between. Need it fast? No problem. Place your order at officedepot.com and pick it up in just 20 minutes at your nearest Office Depot or Office Max store. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here, coming at you tonight. Uh, that is uh, December 4th, and we are just floating through inspiration with gifts around the holidays to improve the quality of your life. So each gift that I actually unwrap every night actually has a message to improving the quality of your life. So now I want to thank Facebook, uh, definitely my Facebook, John C. Morley, Sir Entrepreneur page, my LinkedIn uh, profile, of course, um, the people over at YouTube at John C. Morley, Sir Entrepreneur, as well as uh, Twitch. And we're going to be doing Periscope or Twitter very soon. So we're going to be growing this. So I want to thank you guys for coming again. This is day four. And if you missed any of them, you can go back. I know LinkedIn's been having some challenges, so I apologize for that. Um, but you can definitely get them on um, YouTube by just going to John Space C Space M O R L E Y Serial Entrepreneur. Love to have you join me. Hello there, Kenny. It is nice to see you. Um, yes, uh, I am changing the format a little bit, um, and uh, we are doing something really amazing which is we are starting to have series. So we've been having the 25 days around the holidays of inspiration. And every night I've been unwrapping a gift and starting actually uh, January 1st, I'll be kicking off another series and we won't just be having these long winded 150, 200 some series. They're going to be short concepts for a few weeks or a month. So tonight I have another gift. For day four, so I'm going to go ahead and unwrap this gift. Christmas is coming early for me every single night. And what do we have here? There's some garbage there. Oh, we have a cooking timer. Hmm. I wonder why I received a cooking timer. Well, I'll tell you what. It's because in life, many entrepreneurs and business owners and salespeople don't know how to manage their time efficiently. So again, all these little gifts we have are little gag gifts, but they all have important lessons to them. And if you're finding this really inspirational, give me a thumbs up, a like, a share, whatever platform you're watching this on. Uh, let me know um, what you think about it because I'm delivering some amazing content that if you choose to apply it, could really improve the quality of your life. Now, entrepreneurs for a long time, sometimes will procrastinate. Uh, do I cook? Yes, I do cook, uh, Kenny. Um, I do more on the dessert side, to be honest. Um, yeah, this is a cooking uh, cooking timer here. Uh, but the whole point about time 
is that it seems to escape people. And I think that's because they don't really have a definition to what they want to get done in life. They just say, oh, my gosh, I ran out of time. And they suddenly did nothing all day. Now, when we talk about time, there's a couple of things we can talk about. One is time management. Do you have a plan to what you want to get done? Now, you may not necessarily know exactly what you want to get done, but you have a general idea. When we talk about goal setting and visions. So now that you know what your time is and you know how important your time is, you never can get your time back. So by us understanding time right now and learning how to utilize it in the very best manner possible, that's going to make us extremely successful. You see, if you want to become successful, you have to learn how to manage your time. The second thing you need to do is learn how to get more time in your day. How do you get more time in your day? Aha. So this is what multi-billion dollar companies do, is they learn that there's only so many hours in a day, right? Even if they became a 24-hour company, what do they have to do? They have to get more men and women to be able to work so they can build. The second thing you need to understand that when you're talking about time management is that make sure that you do your best at. And if there's other people that are good at something else, pay them to do what they're best at. That is the most important thing I can tell you because you're going to waste so much time. Uh, I'm still uh, nibbling on leftover homemade uh, sweet potato cheesecake from things. Wow, that sounds amazing, Kenny. Absolutely um, amazing. So like I was saying before, LinkedIn was having some challenges with uh, their platform and stuff. I think they have fixed it. And again, what we're going to be doing in January is not only are we going to be having these short sessions, but I'm going to be bringing guests on, guests to inspire you, guests to talk about their life. We already had one on before, but now that we're growing our uh, stream base here quite a bit, as you guys know, I'm also a national talk show host. So I'm kind of doing the same thing I did with the show to grow this up to thousands of uh, viewers all around the world. So when we think about time right now, a lot of us think about the time we have on our watch. You know, another thing that a wise person once told me is um, it was actually a limo driver. And uh, I remember many years ago, my family and I, we were taking a, a vacation and we were going to Bermuda. And I know they were going to come to pick us up. I think it was at like 630 or six o'clock. And so I was ready. And uh, the limo driver comes at like 530, a half hour earlier than we expected him. And I said to him, uh, his name was Mike. And I said, Mike, I said, you're early. He says, exactly. He says, if I'm on time, then I'm late. You see, most people in our world think that the world revolves around them and their time. Even the town where I live, I'm not going to mention right now, but when they go to church or they go other places, we quote unquote say this is blank, blank time. And really, it's a crime because they're basically telling other people that they're not important. And I have to tell you right now, if you have that kind of an attitude, you're going to lose friends, you're going to lose respect, and people are not going to want to follow and pay attention to you. If you're somebody that knows how to manage time, if you know how to budget your morning time, your work time, do you know how to balance your life? Because I think that's the big challenge. People don't know how to balance their life. 
And when you know how to balance your life and you know how to manage time. So right now, if I was to tell you the average person stays awake about 8 to 12 hours a day, okay? So, you know, if we said right now uh, that in an hour, okay, there is 3,600, okay? So 3,600 seconds, and if we take that times eight hours, that's 28,800 seconds. That's a lot of time. But, you know, a lot of people procrastinate. They're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And then they hem and haw, or they don't actually use the appropriate, or appropriate time. You know why? Because someone else said, oh, you can't do it. And we've talked about this before. Henry Ford said something really amazing many years ago. And that is, if you believe you can't do something, you're right. But if you believe you can, you're also right. We learn from Patanjali's, who actually, um, we learn from actually from Patanjali's by Dr. Dwayne Dyer. And he said, perceptions are important. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So you're up 16 hours a day. Uh, I'm up a lot too. But you know, the most important thing is that you do get more rest. Now, even if you are, you know, up X hours, but you're laying down after eight or nine, that's what your body needs. And what I've learned after many years is that sometimes, you know, you try to push that candle and you try to go all the way over. And it happens occasionally. Don't get me wrong. The key is not to make that a repetitive pattern in your life. Because when you can get more rest, when you can meditate at least 20 minutes a day, and when you can have great nutrition and drink lots of water, guess what? You become a better version of yourself. Why do I do this every day? I am so passionate about helping all of you guys and ladies around the world become better versions of themselves and helping other people become better versions of themselves as well. So if you were given an hour and you had to do a task, I know this has happened before. I'm leaving for a trip in a few days. And all of a sudden I have all these things to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this done? So I don't panic. I make a list of what I need to do, have it on my schedule. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to do the best I can. And I'm going to keep focusing. I'm just going to, I'm just not going to procrastinate. I'm going to keep focusing. When I get this errand done, I'm going to go to this next errand. When I get the next errand, and if something goes wrong, I'm going to go to something else. And I'm going to keep managing my time. And I'm going to keep that pattern, that focus going. And the more that I can focus, the more that I'm actually going to be using less time to accomplish the things that might have taken me an entire day. I mean, you've seen that before. You take an entire day to do something. You're like, where did all the time go? Gonna take a glass of water. Where did all that time go? So if this resonates with you, you can go get yourself a timer at the at the dollar store. And you know, let this be a sign for you. Or you can even have your alarm um, go off every couple hours and say, "Are you on time? Are are you within what you need to do? Look at what the things are you need to do today or tomorrow, and write them down." Put those down on paper and stay focused on them. Check them off as you go from one to the other and just stay focused. And if something else comes in your way, like somebody bothers you or somebody calls you and it's not related to those tasks, I thank you so much for calling me. I'm on a deadline right now. 
Let me give you a call once I get everything uh, sorted out in a day or so. See, people respect other people that actually tell them they're busy. Now, you might say, John, that's kind of crazy. Of um, Just reading what you're saying here. Of course, absolutely. I concur with you on the, on the um, on this one. Yes. So I know, Kenny, from doing this for many, many years, that we all sometimes want to get more done the day. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to realize sometimes it's time to hang up for the day, right? It's time to move on and do something else. It's time to recharge those batteries. Listen to music. If you're watching TV, if you're reading a book, whatever you want to do. But you need to rest. You need to get out of work mode. You need to do something fun. Maybe you're going to go do an activity, play sports. When we have this dichotomy in life, our brain says, huh. And then when we go to do something again, it actually gives more attention to those things that might be a little stressful or a little strenuous because now the body has had a chance to recoup. I always say something, and this is an amazing thing. Work hard and play hard. Now, what I mean by that, and I don't consider myself working each day, but what I mean by that is that you got to focus just as much on your work as you do on your play. Some people just, you know, throw play out like, oh, if I do something, I do it. If you put as much effort into your work as you do into your play, and some people have an issue where they can't do one or the other, if you could do both, your life will be in balance. I mean, that's the magic. So you can get yourself a cooking timer, and maybe you're going to say to myself, John, I don't know. I don't even know how to manage time. Okay, so maybe that sounds very daunting to manage your entire day. Let's just start out tomorrow with seeing if we can manage. I don't know. You're going to get up in the morning. Let's just see if we can manage from the time you get up in the morning till, let's say, uh, 10 o'clock. So maybe you get up at six or seven. So that's three hours. You want to get a little more adventurous? Let's manage till 11 or till noon. And so if you can get that going and you can see, gee, I'm actually good at this. I'll give you an example. Today I was uh, working on something new. And I got this amazing feeling of dopamine in my brain when I did something that I had been doing for a while. But today I did it like right on point. It was something brand new. And I was like, wow. And I got that dopamine feeling in my brain, and now it's like, yeah, I can do it. You see, when our brain sees that we're making progress, even if that needle moves just a tiny bit, guess what? It wants to keep putting more effort, more energy, so that it can help you. When it gets frustrated, it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what we're going to do. We got to get on a plane tomorrow morning. I got 12 things to do. Let's stop thinking about what we can't do. Let's do the best we can. And I bet you one thing, you're going to surprise yourself. Because if you cut out the distractions, you focus on what you need to do, okay, and you have it written down, you're going to accomplish a lot more than you thought was possible. And this happened to me one time. I was Well, it happens a lot of times, but I was getting ready for a trip and I had to leave the next morning. And I had like seven or eight things. I'm like, how am I ever going to get this done? How am I ever going to be in these different places at one time? And it all worked out. And I will tell you that I actually wound up finishing 
when I thought I was going to run out of time, I was done two hours earlier than I expected. So sometimes we don't give our body and our brain enough credit because we're intelligent, smart creatures. And we know how to navigate our life. That's called the reticular activating system. We talked about that before. The reticular activating system is designed to keep us from any type of harm to our body, right? We can condition our reticular activating system so that over time, it's able to be more of a success charter. Now, that takes a little bit of time. And you see, the reticular activating system acts the way it does because it doesn't want you to get into trouble okay it doesn't want you to get hurt so as we learn to condition the reticular activating system and it sees that our body can take that risk and it's okay and it can recover be like, all right you know what you're right you you can do this it's kind of like when you were a teenager and uh you know you had asked your parents the first time for keys to the car or you asked them to stay out late one night you asked them to extend your curfew because Maybe there was a concert in town or something. And they did. They just said, okay, we'll extend it, but you need to be home by 12 midnight. And you were right in the door at 11.55. And they were happy. You were happy. And you know the next time you need something, like you need a favor or you need to extend it, you know that your parents have seen that you were responsible. And by being responsible, they're going to trust you next time with that responsibility or more, because they saw how you responded. Now, when we talk about challenges in our life, we can't change the way other people are going to be in our life. We can't do that. But what we can do is change the way we react in life. And by changing the way we react in life, it's actually going to affect them, and they're actually going to change. That's pretty remarkable. So time is very important. Time management Time for life, to have fun, time for work, time for exercise, right? Time for meditation. Time to be grateful for everything you have in your life. And if you can start understanding that life is a bunch of compartments and just starting to appreciate that, you're going to find out that your life's going to just flow so easily it's the people that try to jam everything right into one compartment they're like oh my gosh what am i going to do and they're stressed they can't breathe they're nervous their eyes are terrible that's happening because they're extremely stressed and maybe they have 12 things to do and they've only got two things done why because they didn't do proper planning now, let's say your life's going very smoothly, but you're going away on a trip. I always tell people it's smart to tell people you're leaving the day before. So this way, if you have an emergency like this, that day before your trip, you're totally away to everyone else. And you can get those things done that you need to get done. I think that's amazing. Yes, uh, so you get the dopamine feeling when accomplishing things. I thought that could not finish. Yes, uh, Kenny, that's an amazing thing. I could do a whole cast just on that. But dopamine is so amazing. This is why people have chocolate. And so today we were actually doing something. We had photos with Santa today, and we were doing something pretty unique. And um, we had – I actually got there early in the morning at about 6 o'clock in the morning, 
And our first shoot was at eight. And I have to tell you, we were ready about 15 minutes earlier than we were supposed to be. So instead of being eight o'clock, we were ready about 10, quarter two. And we had some challenges after that. But, you know, everything went really smoothly. The client was happy. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, we mastered this. And we're actually killing it. Now we know how this works and we have a better understanding. So if you can recognize and, like I say, respect time, time will be good to you. If you waste time, you cannot get time back. So what do big companies do? They actually hire more people so they can get more man hours at their company. Pretty smart, right? And by getting more man hours, guess what they're able to do? They're able to bill more hours. You see, we can't get more hours in our day. We can't. There are 24 hours in our day, and we cannot get any more. We all get 24 hours, whether we're going to sleep some of it. But here's the thing. People that actually stay up more than that six or seven hours on a continuous basis, it's actually going to deplete their body. It's going to deplete their immune system. It's going to make them tired. It's going to make them less focused. It's going to kill their creativity. And it's even going to affect their digestive system. Wow, John, that's a lot of information. All by just understanding one thing, time. Go to the dollar store and go buy yourself a timer. Now, another thing you can do, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can actually tell Siri to set a timer. You could say, hey, and then Siri's name. And then you can actually tell her to set a timer for X minutes. And that's a great way. Maybe you're in the middle of doing something. Say, hey, Siri, set a timer for X. And, and, and what she'll do is she'll set that timer for you and you can do what you're doing. And then when that bell goes off or that ringtone goes off, you're like, oh, wow. So you can't tell me that you don't have a way to manage your time. It's not hard. Just start realizing that time is something you can get a handle of. When I went to uh, private high school, I went to a parochial um, high school and um, in New Jersey. And I will tell you that we were starting to do things at the college way in high school. Now, when I was in parochial private grammar school, we were starting to do things very similar to college. We started having what we called a seven-day schedule. That wasn't very common. And we started having what we called blocks, okay, or mods in, in grammar school in like sixth grade, okay? And that meant that if there was seven days and there's only five days in the week, that meant one week you could have gym twice, one week you could have gym once. But what would happen is it would always change. Now, after a holiday, they would say, well, uh, today we're going to start with day four, day three. And you knew what classes you met on which days. So that was pretty cool. Now, because I had that experience when I went to high school, I was very well versed because now we were moving on 15 minutes in, in basically in, um, in, in um, I will say, in, in grammar school. But when I got to high school, it was a very similar concept, 15 minutes. But the difference was I got free time, free time in my schedule that I could use for extra help. I could use to meet with friends. I could use to study. 
I could use to take it easy. I could use for whatever I wanted. In grammar school, I didn't get that. I got recess and I got lunch. That's all I got. Everything else was kind of planned for me. If I needed help, well, they just kind of stepped in and helped and said, you're meeting at this time. But in in high school, you might have had, let's say, maybe an hour or two hours a week where you had to use that time. Maybe you could use that time for homework. Uh, we're saying here, Kenny, so you make up on sleep on the weekend, say the flavor of the office. Yes, yes, that is a that's an excellent thing to do. Catching up on the weekends is great. Um, making sure you catch up. The thing though is that when you're going to your week, it gets you tired. So it's important to catch up as soon as possible. Um, so you're saying you went to a private uh, parochial high school and we had six day uh, schedule weeks. Each period was 35 minutes and nine periods a day. Yep. So we had, uh, what was it? We had um, seven days and we had something called flex mod, which was a little bit weird. Um, the flex mod meant that we could have different blocks, meaning different things. In high school, it got more on track where it became more like college. And so now that we were able to manage our time, how we use it, what we do with it, we're going to go to CAF. Some people would use their time and just squander to talk to friends and they never would study. Other people would say, gee, I have to go to the library. They would use that time properly. Then when they got home, they didn't have to kill themselves to do homework. Now, when I got to college, I didn't know what to expect, but I went to a college prep high school. So when I got to, uh, to college and I saw that they were doing everything in these mods of every block was 15 minutes. And sometimes you could have one block, two blocks. You could have three blocks. You could have different amounts of blocks. Oh, uh, you did letter days. Okay. We, we didn't do letters. My friend had that. We actually did day one through day seven. And in uh, college, uh, we actually did, um, I'll try to remember, I think we did a one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, we did one, two, three, four, five. And um, I, think, I think it was, it was either, I think it was either six, I think it was six, it might've been six or I think it was seven, actually seven. And so what happened is that you would have like pieces in your schedule. A block here, a block. And I'm like, well, what can I do at 15 minutes? Well, maybe that was a time to go talk to a teacher or a professor. Maybe it was time to go grab a snack before your class. Um, maybe it was time to um, see what was going on in the social calendar for the weekend. Um, you had to use this time well. And the people that didn't do well in college, there's only two reasons people didn't do well. Uh, beside people being lazy. One is they didn't know how to manage time properly, okay? And the second thing was that they, besides not, not knowing how to manage time, they had an attitude. So even though they, let's say, were managing their time right, these other people, they had an attitude that they could do whatever they want because that's who they were. 
Hi, Alex. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Uh, you always go your homework done in study periods, and we had the same classes every day for the full semester, if I remember correctly. So you had the study, the study periods. We had um, silent study when I was in. Um, this was in in uh, high school, and uh, silent study was just that. You could whisper, but if it got above a certain thing, then the person would come around, and they expected students to go to silent study. Because a lot of times certain silent studies would have certain teachers or professors so they could come and actually help you. So that was the whole reason um, you go to silent study. So if you knew which teacher was which day, you could do that and not have to go make time to go see them. So, for example, the first week was for ADE and the following Monday would be an, an F day, etc. Okay, I, I get it. So in our schedule... We had in high school, we had gym twice a week. And so if let's say we were coming back after a holiday, well, we may not have gym at all. And I remember there was one day uh, where I had gym and it was the last period of the day. And when gym was the last period of the day, I think that was day, um, I think it was day, uh, day six. I would not have to get changed back into my school attire because we were literally leaving to go home. We didn't have to have our school uniform back on again. So your, your school had trimesters, not semesters. Okay. Um, a, a little bit different, but, but similar concepts. And then you probably had, uh, I take it, three midterms instead of uh, two midterms. Right, Kenny? So again, where we're going with this new format, and as you can see, we're growing with the amount of places that we're streaming to, and we'll be adding more on. Once the 25 days around the holidays of inspiration of gifts is over, then those last few days, which is the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th, I'm going to go back to the old format just for those five days. Then what's going to happen is, I'm going to do something very special on the 31st. I'm not going to tell you what, but it's like a pre-goal type thing. And then on January 1st, we're going to probably do a theme about New Year, New You. And that'll be the theme for the entire month of January. Plus, I'm very happy to announce that I'll be finishing my book uh, very early in January or February. And my book is going to revolve around the 25 gifts to give you the power and inspiration to change your life. And so, you know, I've been always reaching to try to do things to inspire people, but to make things creative. And, you know, when we think about a gift or we think about something fun like this, people want to have fun. Uh, okay, Alex, you're saying you remember your aunt was always confused how I could get such good grades without ever doing any homework at home. Then I would go out and party all night. But let's not talk about that part <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, parents didn't understand because they didn't have that when they were in school that you could use your time in school to do your homework. I know we would have skating parties a lot. And um, if you used your time properly, you would have no homework. And we had some teachers uh, in high school that always said they would never give us homework on the weekends. Okay. But then we had a couple, my AP class, so like, well, you're going to get homework on the weekend in college, so just suck it up. 
Yes, it, it, exactly. It sounds like that too, Alex and, and Kenny. Definitely sounds like it was it was doing some amazing things. I think the most important thing in a school or institution is you have to not stifle creativity. So when you give people the freedom of their time and they understand the cost, when I mean cost, I don't mean money. I mean how it impacts their life, how using 15 minutes, let's say once a week, could help me get an A in psychology class because I didn't have to spend that time at home going over the notes. And we're talking about some advanced terms in, in psychology. And this was in college. Yes, he definitely is a, is a, is a genius, Alex. I, I definitely agree with you there, uh, Alex. Uh, Kenny is definitely a genius. And I think when people start to realize that you're given something, right? And if you don't know how to use it properly, you're going to screw up in the beginning. I mean, let's face it. Everybody's human. But when you learn that you didn't use it properly and how you could use it and how that could make life easier for you or help you get better grades, you suddenly become interested in that. Uh, what are you saying here, Alex? So in college, uh, you study for at least four hours every other night and the other nights you partied. Okay. Um, when I was in high school, um, they had a philosophy and I will tell you, um, more than 90% of my teachers believed in this philosophy. And that was, if you had an hour of class that day, you should have an hour of homework. Some other teachers did not believe that. There were some teachers that, you know, if you had a test, they didn't give you homework after the test because you just had the test. But I think the challenge comes in when, you know, Friday comes and all through grammar school, you wouldn't get homework. And now you're in high school and half the teachers are being nice. And now you're saying Mr. Johnson or Mr. Barry or whoever it was, I'm just making names up. Oh, you're going to give us homework in geometry. You're going to give us homework in calculus. You're going to give us homework in history. Oh, come on. And then you say that, and then they're like, keep it up, and we're going to make it three chapters. So, and I, and I always love the way uh, the professor, the teachers would say in, in high school, come on, it, it's, only, it's only two chapters, and they're small chapters. And then you'd have a quiz. I think that was an interesting point, Alex, about, you know, partying. Uh, when you used your time appropriately, you had the time to go out on the weekend, to do great stuff, to have fun, but what I call party responsibly. Now, party responsibly doesn't just mean drinking responsibly. It means do you have the assets currently to be able to party? In other words, can you afford to party? How were your grades? Um, are you connecting with things? Do you have that time? Are you, are you goofing off during the week or are you really using your time? And if you're holding, I remember in high school having, um, all these different classes and, uh, one of them was an AP class, an AP biology class. And I still remember to this day, no one passed the test. The first time she gave a test, it wasn't a traditional test. She said, um, pull out a sheet of uh, 
theme tablet or loose leaf paper, which was basically a, we call the, our theme tablet. We'd pull it out and would basically perf it. It would just, that would be how we would do our spelling tests and everything. And um, we'd write our name at the top. And I still remember to this day, uh, we would write the date to the right. And then usually in the center, we would write uh, the subject, social studies or AP biology. And then once we did that, <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. When they said small, it, it was funny uh, because small, normally a chapter was like, I'm going to say uh, uh, 20 some pages and like, oh, it's a small chapter. It's only 16 pages, but it's big print. So it was just funny how they did that. And I, I think um, the challenge came in when we got that that piece of paper and we wrote all these numbers down one to 25 and 50 to hundred. And we're like, what's this test about? And then we went to another room and she says, okay, everyone, um, you're going to see there's different things around. All right. And, uh, you all need to go to the different things, but you all need to start at a different one. There's a hundred different places. You all need to start at a different one. And then just keep moving to the next one. And then when you're done, move back to the first one. And you can't be at one at the same time. And you had to answer what it was, where was it found in the body, what system was it part of, and what was it responsible for doing. And then sometimes there might be a process. So it was a very interesting thing. Yes, uh, so true. I can't afford to party anymore because I get three-day hangovers. But yes, I always used my time wisely and was very attentive during class and reflected on what I learned in between classes. That's really important, Alex. A lot of people believe that when you leave a class, the class is over. Um, I learned this very early in high school that you need to put attention. And it was actually my... Um, one of my psychology teachers, and she said, you know, you need to put attention to your work when you leave the class. I'm like, well, why? I'll just study at the end when it's time for the test. No, do a little bit every night. So now when the test comes, you've got knowledge assembled in your brain. And based on that, we've talked about this before, when you know something, other things are going to stick to it better. If you don't have the knowledge, you have to prime the pump so things are going to stick. Uh, Kennedy has a question. Alex, are you, are you the same person I connected with a few months ago? You party animal. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with partying. I think the most important thing is understanding where you want to go, what you want to do in life. And a lot of students, when they're in high school, are still figuring things out, even in college. And either A, they, they flunk out, or B, uh, they kind of get threatened by the parents. If they don't do X, they're going to be removed from that school and taken to a public school or whatever. Um, so they got those pressures. But I don't think most students wake up until they get to probably their sophomore or junior year, because then they realize the party is over. Okay. Yeah, junior, junior. Yes, I am the same now, but you met me seven or eight years ago. You wouldn't have believed it. You know, and I think that's the whole thing, guys, uh, tonight, Kenny and Alex, is that you don't believe it. And people in your life don't believe it because every day, guys, we're becoming better versions of ourselves. And the people that don't want to employ that philosophy, 
are doomed to either not grow or to regress. Now, in college, you had people that would, and even in high school, that wouldn't want to do anything to the last moment because they always believed, and some people didn't show up to class. They just figured they were just going to read the book. I had a good friend that did this all the time, and he didn't get an A on the test. He got like a C, and one time he almost got a D. And this happened because half the notes came from the book and not from the book, the, the notes taken from class. So this lady, uh, this AP teacher I was getting back to, she actually, um, so we did the test, and all of us did not pass the test. You said a mouthful there, Kenny. Some people will never wake up, and these people will not be able to create their dreams. They'll only be part of other people's dreams. Yeah, John, John, in psychology, we call that deep processing. It helps get information. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. We wouldn't build a foundation by starting with, I don't know, the roof, right? We, we, we wouldn't do that. So what happened in this uh, AP class, uh, everyone in the class, there was a couple people that, didn't, that, that, that never passed uh, any tests, but we're in this class and we all came from regular biology and then we went to AP biology because we all tested well and they didn't want us to have an easy semester. So the principal decided to push us all into AP um, um, biology. And uh, I remember we were doing dissecting and all kinds of stuff in AP biology. And so when we had this test and she came back and she gave the test on a Friday. So now you had to think the whole week and, oh, my gosh, did I pass? Did I what? And it was like, what do you guys think? I don't know. We're just, I'm not going to worry about it. And so when this was happening, we all knew like we were sunk. And like, well, what are we going to do? So we got the test back. I still remember this day. I, I think I might have gotten a D and everyone else has got a D or an F. And some people, the lowest grade, I think, was a 20. And the average grade, I think, was like a 56. And we're looking at this and we're like, whoa, this is really going to kill my average. Because the first thing that she did was really easy. But that was like uh, a 180 because we took the first one. It was so simple. She says, now we're actually going to start teaching college material. Before, that was an introductory chapter. And so um, we had, you know, vocabulary and stuff like that. And she says, don't learn the vocabulary from looking it up in the glossary, which is what we used to do in, in grammar school. I want you to look up the definitions through the text. And her questions, her quizzes all came out from the text, not from the glossary. So if you decided what was uh, mitosis, and you looked it up from the back of the book, that was a different definition than what was in the front of the book. So she wanted to make sure you read. That was pretty amazing. But now we're all kind of like on the fence, like, you know, what's going to go on? And she says, okay, she says, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to grade this, this, this test on a curve. But next time, there'll be no curve. So there was like a, I'm going to say a 40-point curve. But some people still didn't pass. They were like in a, a, a 60. And because I went to a college preparatory high school, most people would think that 80 would be a B. It's not. It was a C. And what you would think, 
or what was in public school would actually be a D was an F. So <laughs> we we got the 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 test back and uh, that was on Monday and then there was another test coming up because she was doing a test every time there was a chapter. She was doing a test. Like, Is it going to be the same thing? She's like, yes. One time she gave us a test and everyone had a different version of the test. And it was like she literally created 30 different tests. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so there was one chapter. It was a little confusing. We're like, well, what are we going to do? Uh, she, she actually had both of those on there. And she was trying to confuse us. Uh, so that if you got confused, you would not get the question right, Alex. So that was something she was trying to do. So the next test was coming up, and it was all going to be on um, dissection of the frog. And a lot of us were not becoming doctors, and we're like, we were trying to block a lot of that out. And the most thing we remembered was the formaldehyde. And so um, now we're going to have a test on the whole frog and the dissection. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so she says, uh, if you need help, I would reach out to me. Okay, so there was a few students that reached out. And uh, we said, we can come and meet with you and come after, you know, we can come after school or before school. She says, oh, no, 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 no. She says, if you want my help, you're going to have to come to my house. You're going to have to make time for my class. All right. <laughs> She's throwing a test on this Monday. It's Thursday or Friday. So we wanted to go over like Thursday or something. She's like, no. She's like, you'll come over after school on Friday. We're like, all right. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it too, but when you were taking it from an AP person and you were not as experienced in biology, I mean, I was only in my uh, freshman or sophomore year, it was a little tough. And uh, what I have to tell you is that we were at our house. Um, it was a half a day at school, which, you know, first every first Friday we got out, I think it was like 12, 1230. So um, we went over to her house. Uh, you know, she, she, she drove, we, we, she took us to her house. There was like maybe five or six students that went and we went to her house, beautiful, very nice house. Her husband was a doctor too. And, um, she gave us lunch and she gave us dinner and we were there literally from, I'm going to tell you like one o'clock. And I don't think we left until seven o'clock, but we knew I was more of a chem guy. I liked the I liked the I liked the math too. That's where my engineering comes in. I like chemistry. I had a great chemistry teacher. Her name was Mrs. Burns, amazing lady, and it was her that actually inspired me to not give up on computers and technology. Because I said, "Oh, computers and technology is so easy. Why should I do it?" She's like, "John," she says, "Of course you should do it." Uh, but before I tell you the end of that story, that Monday, I will tell you. She gave the test. And do you know what we were going over was exactly what was on the test. Everyone that went to her self-study group got an A+. And the rest of the class was like, oh, that was cheating. It's like, you all had the same opportunity. Well, I couldn't come over on a Friday. Well, I guess then you deserve the grade that you got. She wanted people to take her class seriously because some people thought it was a bird class, kind of like uh, health or uh, phys ed or NWC, which was social studies. And uh, our, our chemistry teacher was amazing.
but she was our chemistry and our physics teacher. And she said to me, John, she says, uh, you know, I don't want you to take basic. Why not? You're teaching. I said, this will be this will be easy. She's like, you're doing yourself a disservice. I said, why? She says, because you know basic. Yeah, beginner's all-purpose symbolic instructional code. Yeah, it's going to be a breeze for you. You shouldn't take it. Well, that's okay. She talks to the principal. Next thing I know, I'm enrolled in a course at a local community college to take Pascal. I'm like, what the heck is Pascal? a language that needed a compiler, and it wasn't going to be two minutes. So I had to read. I had to study. And we're both enrolled in this silent study. So when the other class had the computer basic course, I had Pascal with her. So she administered it to me because I couldn't go to the, the college, but she was going, and then she was teaching me. It was a very interesting uh, arrangement. And she inspired me to stay on my path, to become an engineer, to do technology. Um, she was the one that made me believe in myself when I didn't know if I could do it at that age. And it was just amazing. And then I remember getting to college and having this amazing professor, having a great, uh, great guy. And then we had another guy that wasn't very friendly. And then we had another person who I had in my freshman year. And he usually tried to get people because the 100 courses were very easy. But he made his 100 course like his 200 course. And um, we're in his class, and he just made things uh, very difficult, more complicated than they need to be. He also made the entire class work a weekend to finish a project for him because he said it's more important for us to learn how to program than to go out and party for the weekend. And at the end of the day, or the end of, I could say, my my uh, term there at the college, I graduated, of course, and uh, I went back to him. He said, congratulations, all that. And and I said to him, I said, I said, your class was really just, he says, yes, but I did that so you would learn. And I remember going back to him a few times and saying, gee, you know, I need to take another course with you. He says, no, you don't. He says, you already have everything you need to learn what I could teach you and more. He was just being a tough teacher. And I think there's nothing wrong with tough teachers. But I think it's in the way they inspire the student. This lady, Mrs. Burns, was amazing. She was a tough teacher, too. But if she saw you were putting the effort in, she wanted to help you. I'm not saying give you the answers. But they would help you. And that was the great thing about private school is that every teacher was required to have so many office hours per week. So you could always see them, whether it was in the morning, whether it was in the afternoon. Uh, there was just a lot. Uh, you didn't have that uh, at a lot of uh, public schools. So pretty amazing. But in kind of wrapping up here, as I know this went a little longer than I expected, um, time is so important. And if you could start making the decision, how about making it tonight? Uh, after this, uh, after the stream, what are you going to do with the rest of your evening? You're going to meditate. You're going to read a book. You're going to watch TV. What are you going to do? Maybe you're going to plan what you're going to do tomorrow. Write your tasks out. What do you have to get done tomorrow? I know tomorrow's Sunday. Or what are you trying to accomplish this week? Maybe you're trying to do something very unique. I don't know. And then realize if you hang around people that are procrastinators 
and that abuse time, you're going to become like them. Remember, we become like the people we hang around. Well, ladies and gentlemen from Facebook, from LinkedIn, from YouTube, from um, Twitch, it has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to be with you tonight. And if you have not seen my day one, day two, and day three, go check them out. Because it's going to be a little while before my book comes out. But I guarantee you that if you take these tools that I'm giving you to put into your tool belt, you're going to be able to grow your mind, improve the quality of your life, inspire others, gain more respect, and get those people to want to follow you as a leader. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. And hey, don't forget to comment below. Did you like what we're talking about tonight? Are you having a challenge with time management? Let me know in the comments. And then, of course, tag all your friends, your colleagues, and your associates, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitch, and this YouTube channel. And remember to share it out to every one of them and all your social media. And if it really hit home for you tonight or struck a chord, go to my YouTube channel and below any one of my videos. That's John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. You'll see a link, help keep our content free. Below that, you can make the choice to buy my team and I a cup of coffee, a sandwich, a donut, or a glass of water. We'll be so grateful for those pennies and dollars that you share with us that I'll put them into new technology, new equipment, new software, and even new facilities to continue to produce the most jaw-dropping, motivational content to get you out of procrastination, off your chair, into action, and start living a life that you were meant to be. Stop procrastinating, stop waiting, and start living. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your night, and I'll be back tomorrow. That'll be December 5th with another great gift and, of course, another bit of inspiration that I know will improve the quality of all of your lives. Have a good night, everyone. Take care.